Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is going to be such a great conversation today. I'm talking to uh, Lisa Archer, and she sells, and she actually helps women sell more effectively. But before we get to her, I want to share one of the projects that I'm working on is very much that negative voice inside our heads gets in the way of us executing in the way that we want. And if that's something you want to lose, uh, within a month, we're going to make that disappear so you become awesomer. It'll be in the show notes. It's kind of a, a new direction for what we're doing. And uh, let's get started. Elise, welcome to the program. So happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And just right off the bat with you talking about losing that negative voice in the head, it's uh that changes everything. So I love that that's such a big part of your expertise and what you help people with. It's been a big part of my life journey, and I'm very excited for wherever this is going to go. So let me tell you a quick anecdote, then we can get into what you're doing because you're doing really cool stuff. I was at this meeting with 21 CEOs, and one of the exercises was, okay, here's a three by five card, and I want you to write down what that negative voice inside your head says to you to stop you dead in your tracks. And everybody in that room was super successful, more successful than me, show offs. But anyway, they write down what their voice says, and they don't write down their name. I shuffle up the cards, and I give uh, the cards, distribute them out, and I tell the first person, whatever card you got, I want you to read what the negative voice says, somebody else's voice in this room, in the way that it might say it, depending on what's written there. And the guy says something like, uh, I'm a fraud and I don't deserve success. And every single person in that room is like, holy shit, somebody in this room is thinking that. Yeah. And then the next person says the next negative thing and they all had that. So we all have that stuff. Mm. And at at the break, this woman comes up afterwards and says, Umar, John, the first guy that read the card was my card. And when he read that card, all I wanted to do was to go there and hug him to make sure he was okay, but I can't hug myself. Oh, and wow. that's how it is, right? And and women have it tougher. So tell me about how you help women sell and become six-figure mavens. Mm, oh, I love six-figure mavens. Well, Umar, I um, I so appreciate this conversation, and I came from a background of very hardcore. Um, high pressure sales, working in media sales. And then I went on and joined a sales coaching and training company that was that taught some pretty high pressure tactics. And I remember just feeling all along the way, like I, I was, um, I was very much trying to prove my self-worth and I was very insecure when I was in those positions. And so I was like, I've got to be at the top of the leaderboard. So I did everything that was taught. And sure enough, I, um, I was financially achieved. successful. Yeah, I achieved, I achieved, but Nobody knew secretly I was dealing with an eating disorder. I was in an unhappy marriage. I was in a ton of anxiety all the time. And so it was, yeah, it was like just this inner turmoil. And I, it's, you know, it may be a longer story than we have time for today, but I remember I I reached a point right before the number 28. It's always been special to me. And Mm -hmm. right before my 28th birthday, I decided 
I'm not available for this year to be like this for me to, I said, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I, I was I'm feeling changed. very called. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's time to change. And so I made a lot of changes fast. I left the marriage. I went out on my own, started a company and my experience and my, what I have, what's happened for me in that period of time, about seven years now is I've learned that the easier I let it be and the more I trust my instincts, the more I achieve everything I want. And I think as women specifically, we learn to suppress our instincts. We learn to suppress our voice. We learn to suppress our earning potential. And that was so much of my story. At least you're just being emotional. When, <laughs> yeah, right. When men do it, it's gut instinct and it comes from experience. And when, when women do it, which are way better at it anyway, then yeah. it's like, oh, you're being emotional, or you're being unreasonable, or some kind of bullshit we tell women. Yeah. And that's not the part that I think is is tragic. The part that I think is tragic is this is what women tell themselves. And when women have children, it's the cultural norms. And even though we don't want to imprint it on them. We somehow freaking do it. And you and I need yeah. to break that pattern because I think women rock and mm. I think they're tougher than men. And I think they're more empathetic and more generous and more reasonable. And uh, if there's anybody single out there, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Well, and, and I appreciate that too, because we, we end up doing it to ourselves. Right? And a lot of it is cultural conditioning and it's passed mm -hmm. on from our parents. But then at a certain point, we, some of us continue to do it to ourselves. And that was my story for so long. Um, but I, I work with a lot of moms now too. Like I'm a new mom and oh, I find that, thank you so much. Yeah. Little, little boy is almost eight months old. And I'm so conscious of what I say to him now because oh, yeah. it's, it's that subconscious mind, right? Until he's about seven or eight, everything he's just taking in as truth. And so, you know, whether you got you know, boys, girls, whatever, like we've got to be so conscious of what we say. Cause I know with the work you do and what I'm really passionate about with my clients is it's not so much the sales technique, although that's important. What I care about is when you transform and shift your identity to be somebody who naturally brings in whatever amount of money you want to bring in in sales, whether it's six figures, seven figures, whatever, who feels worthy of having those things and knows that those things can flow easily to her, it has to happen for you. It's universal law. And so it's that inner game and that shift that I find so fascinating. And that's, it doesn't just impact sales as no doubt happens with your clients. It's you life. that one thing. It's the whole life. Yeah. It's yeah. the whole so life. Just one thing, as you program your son, uh, one of the phrases you need to repeat is, Mama's always right. Just make sure. <laughs> I will. I'll get that one in early and often. <laughs> so here is something that's really interesting is, you know, we all want money at varying degrees and you could find someone, you and I could go find someone today that would say, what's the most important thing money is. I need more money. I need to earn more and I deserve it. But inside their mindset is a different set of thoughts and feelings that says, so when I'm teaching to a large group of people, I'll say, uh, please complete the sentence for me. Money is. Someone mm -hmm. will put up their hand and go, it's powerful. It's freedom. It's amazing. It's energy. Da -da -da -da, all these amazing things. And then someone will say, it's the root of all evil. It causes fights. It causes divorce. It causes... And the list of negatives is so much larger. In our society, we have such profound negative beliefs around wealth and money that it impacts how we show up. So it's that thing that you're trying to do for your clients is to get their inner world to match up what they want on the outer world. And once you do that, that's when you unleash someone to be themselves and not someone they are not. 
Yes, it's so true. It's so true. And I just had a conversation with a beautiful woman right before this call who is, she's a young woman, she's in financial services. And we were talking about her relationship with money. And she said, Mm -hmm. the thing I learned, I said, what do you learn about money growing up? And she said, well, my parents always argued about it. So I learned that money equals arguing. Yes, And I think we don't, I, I only learned this like several years ago, started learning this, that the, that whatever money hangups or beliefs you have, they come from your conditioning early on. It doesn't have to be that way. There are plenty of people in the world who have abundance and abundance mindset and feel really free and easy around money. But the other thing too is money is root chakra, right? It's security. Mm-hmm. So oh, the, yeah. for a long time, I would be good at making money, but I would always be so afraid that it would leave. And I wondered why. And it wasn't until I learned that your relationship, whatever the fears are, or relationship you had with your parents will tend right. to play itself back out in your relationship with money. Cause I always was afraid that my dad was going to leave growing up. Right. Um, that it's so freeing to learn this stuff, right? Because we wonder where do these hangups come from, and where are they, and and it all makes sense. Like when you learn that, it all makes sense, and you can start to rewire it. But it's um, this stuff, like it, it'll hang you up, and you can have the best sales technique in the world. It doesn't matter if you have weird energy around money or receiving clients. Yeah, and you could have a mediocre sales uh, strategy in place, and you have confidence and self love. Yeah, and that pathetic thing that you did works beautifully. That's probably so more what I do—the <laughs> mediocre sales strategy, yeah, but the, it's the inner game. <laughs> if you can like step up to who you really are, because yeah. if you were faking what you're doing right now, that even somebody as dumb as me at some kind of intrinsic level, I'm going to go. Wait a minute, something's not right. Yeah, and the same is true on the other side. If I show up in a way that's, you know, I am more confident and more amazing and fantastic, but literally I'm not internally, you're going to pick that vibe up. So I think part of our journey as human beings, as salespeople, as moms, as dads, as kids, as humans, is to discover who we are. And when we Mm. discover who we are, it gives us the opportunity to go, this is who I am. Because oftentimes we have a different idea of who we are versus who we actually are. And then once you've got that, this is what you can show the outside world. And then yes. you become one of those people that shows up authentically and people want to be around you. People want to buy from you and people want to marry you. So anyway. <laughs> you got a long waiting list in all areas, right? <laughs> yes. So we were talking about those negative feelings around money. So here's something interesting. Are you a Catholic by any chance? I am not a Catholic. No, I'm very spiritual, but I don't have a specific. Yeah. Yeah. So the Catholic church, there was this brilliant book called The Geography of Genius. They were saying like there's certain times and places that blossom geniuses. Uh, It's not just they were genius that there was this fertile ground to do that. And here was one period. The Black Death had decimated Europe. And what that did was it took the wealth from a lot of people and it focused it into the hands of the few that were like the remaining remaining family members. And in Catholicism, you know, if you had money, a lot of money, then you were never going to get it into heaven and you were going to go to hell. And so the Catholic Church said, hmm, how can we get some of that cash? And they created the concept of purgatory that oh, if wow. you get pieces of art for the church that we would take a million years off your hell sentence and you would go to purgatory where you're not being tortured. You wouldn't go to heaven. And at that point, there were masters that were teaching people like Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo. So they had money available. The church was giving its blessing and you had these artists and they all came together and we got these amazing artists. 
So this hang up, A, isn't that amazing? And B, this hang up around Wow, murder my mind is blown. Ancient. I told you before we started that I'm That's smarter insane. than I love you. You did not believe me. I am. I, I believe now. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Well, and the other thing too, Umar, is it's, I don't know about your experience, but my experience has been it's generational. You know, I was talking with my mom a few months ago about some old money hangups I had around just fear of like, it always going yes. away and never having enough. And so some of that's come from, I understand now my relationship with my parents, but I said, I still don't get it because we were upper middle class growing up. And she was like, oh, that was always my fear because her mom growing up, it was during the depression and they had oh, yeah. to pinch every penny. And so some of this stuff just gets passed on through generations and there's a lot of healing that needs to be done. But I think, you know, my point of view is if this message is resonating with someone, it's because it is your opportunity to now heal that for your lineage so that your kids and their kids and so on don't have to live life in such a limited way. Because once you get rid of the money hangups, you realize there's so many bigger things to be focusing your life on when you just feel supported. Yeah, absolutely. So you're actually uh, giving a gift to future generations once you lose that. But let's kind of focus on your practice. And the area I really want to focus on is you probably meet a lot of amazing women Yes. that you see more awesomeness in them than they see in themselves. So can you tell us about one of your clients, you know, uh, don't name names, but I want you to pick somebody real. And the reason I want you to do that is that then you can authentically share their experience. When we do it in generalities, oh yeah, we have women that do this. It's like kind of bullshit. So think of someone real, kind of what you saw in them and how you got them to see it in themselves and what the results were. Mm, yeah. So I think about, so I've got a new program um, that I've been doing for about a month. And I think about one of the women in that program and she's in the financial services space. And she heard my story and I think related to a lot of the um, just early backstory growing up, like not trusting yourself, tension in the household, all of that, some of the money issues. Um, and she, she came into the program and I think about her, she's kind of like I was maybe seven or eight years ago where she, um, she was lacking confidence in herself. She was, she's in a very masculine, you know, male dominated industry. And then also has a new, um, a new husband and right. it's just, you know, like not feeling fully confident herself in that relationship. And I, I think Umar, everyone's a mirror. So I would imagine for you, like your clients sign up with you because they see something in you that they want to create in themselves. And I think, you know, for this woman too. And for all of my clients, it's just, they see something in me that they also notice, they know deep down is in them and they just need some help bringing it out. Yeah. And so I, I do, um, I do a fair amount of inner child work with my clients. I do a nice. fair amount of healing because I think that we have to heal those past wounds. If, uh, if we want to be able to feel whole and complete and worthy of what we want. So we did some of that with her and in literally three weeks, she doubled her income at work. She, yeah, she's showing up so much more confidently. She has a new role. She love. I think the most important thing is she, she spent most of her life living in anxiety a lot like I did yeah. and is fe finally feeling a sense of peace and finally feeling a sense of calm and ease and joy. And it's like this whole new world has opened up for brilliant. her. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and uh, brilliant work in helping her do that. Three things came up as you were telling the story. First one was a really bad joke. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm always ready for a bad joke. So uh, back in the day before COVID, when they had bars, uh, this uh, female comedian was talking about, you know, I went to this bar and this man said, you know, will you mother me? So I spat on a hanky and I cleaned his face, which I thought was <laughs> 
totally hilarious. It's a very mom thing to do. <laughs> I love it. The, the second thing is really that uh, in providing that breakthrough for her, your client, oftentimes when we do breakthroughs, it gives us insights and distinctions on our work and ourselves. So mm. in helping her, did you learn something about yourself or about your craft that you went, huh? Yes, I did. Yes. And, and <laughs> I, mean, I guess the question at the end of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what I, um, what I took away is how quickly shifts can happen when we're mm-hmm. ready for them. And I know in my own life, when I reached a point where I was no longer available to struggle, the shift happened really fast. And I think seeing that to me, it's great validation, especially because this is a newer program that I'm running. It's right. great validation that, yes, I know how to make quick shifts in my own life and I know how to make quick shifts for my clients as well um, when they're ready. And it's it's always that dual process, right, where she she did it because she was ready energetically. But to be able to support and facilitate that was really, really yeah. helpful. And there's that old adage, you know, when the uh, student is ready, the master will appear. Mm-hmm. And then also the corollary to that is when the master is ready the student will appear, which is kind of cool. Mm, I love and I'll that. give you one thing to keep an eye on. Like I meet people from all walks of life, from all parts of the world. And on one particular day, if I get three people that I've met in different places and they come to me and say, Umar, I've got this issue. And the second person has the same issue. And the third person has the same issue. And then I go, this is the universe telling me that I've got that issue in me as well. And I go to examine myself because, you know, I'm too dumb to kind of, some people saying an issue and realizing, but if it's like two, three people in the same day, it's like, oh my God, I think I've got a money issue. Like, why am I attracting these people today? And sure enough, when I go down deeper, it's like, oh, this childhood belief around money or self-worth or, or whatever. And uh, so I think as, as leaders and guides, what we need to do is my most amazing tool for helping people is this fantastic body. No. <laughs> is if I can connect with you in a way uh, and I give you total attention when I'm working with you is I pay keen attention to my body. Cause sometimes as I'm working with you, I will feel a little bit of anxiety, let's say right here. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask myself, am I feeling anxious? And sometimes the answer is no. And I know with certainty, the person I'm working with is feeling it right there. And I'm just so much in sync with them that I'm picking it up. Yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll go, so tell me, you know, as you do this, and I touch myself there, how does that make you feel? And all of a sudden, they'll open up and go, well, I feel really anxious around that. And because of this, this, and all of a sudden, it opens up the world. Yeah. And if I don't touch myself in the place I'm feeling it, their unconscious mind is like, you know, you don't get me. But when I do that, all of a sudden for them, it's like, they just open up the floodgates. So mm. uh, paying attention to your body, whether you're in a sales situation, therapeutic coaching uh, with your child or your significant other is like, this. our best gift we have is this amazing body and we take it for granted. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that too. That's such a good tool. And one of the most powerful things that I learned around using your body, which was especially powerful for me because having had the eating disorder and having some women in my program who had that too, you've got to so disconnect from your body to be able to do something like that to it that I live most of my life disconnected 
Well, as I've healed a lot of that relationship and learned what an amazing guidance system your body is, it tells you instantly oh, yeah. if you're thinking something that's a limiting belief, if because you feel bad, right? Or if you're feeling something that's not true. And it's the most powerful, incredible guidance system we have. But I think at least for me, I was never taught that. I don't know about you if you had to go on your own journey of self-discovery yeah. with that, but I didn't know that growing up. And you it's have so to. empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you and I are going to start a school. We <laughs> get impressionable it. children and we get to scar them. I mean, we get to <laughs> set them free because, you know, just imagine if we treat our kids that. Then it was like, uh, when Elise is being horrible to me and uh, I go, how's it making me feel? And Oh, it's making me doubt myself. What should I doubt myself? Then that whole bullying thing will disappear if people can self-examine. Like you were being just as mean, but the next day it's like, oh, you must need validation and showing off like that. And all of a sudden I feel compassion for you. And then if you're a bully, it's like, I don't want to play with Umar anymore because I'm looking for that reaction. So if we could teach our kids all these simple, elegant tools that we would change the world. And before we part company, I have two questions for you, Elise. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. Number one, even though you're amazing, you probably still have a negative voice that comes up inside your head. What does your negative voice say to you? Oh, well, it came up today to being totally candid and honest. It came up today and I've got... A, uh, I've got an event coming up next week and the negative, I've got a big goal, like a big stretch goal for how many women are going to attend. And the negative voice was like, that'll never happen. So it's, I think it's still just as we set new goals for ourselves and we stretch that voice comes back up and we, it's our opportunity to yeah. kind of to heal at another level. So yeah, it's, it still happens for me, of course. Happens for all of us. And yeah. the second question is what is one mind hack a simple technique you use to get better results in in life, in work, in romance, in motherhood? Like, is there a simple mind hack that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah. So one of the things that I love doing that has been really powerful for me, and it's I think it's great, especially if you're in sales, but any any place where you're interfacing with other people is going into a meeting. I focus on connecting with that person from the heart. And that feels, oftentimes, that's kind of just taking a few moments before the meeting to... Um, you know, to think about what's going on for them, what's the intention, what are they hoping to get out of the meeting, and then just feel that heart connection, which totally obviously opens up oh, the yeah. energy in the meeting. And then even just silently while I'm talking with someone um, on Zoom or in any sort of, you know, face to face, it's just like paying them compliments in my mind. And I find, you know, who knows how much it transmits to their subconscious, but I sense that it does. But just to, it's like, if we so can leave anyway, so was there a compliment you were thinking about? <laughs> right. Were you thinking genius, about brilliant? I've been, I've been thinking, you know, obviously genius, oh. brilliant, handsome. I, all I paid things, her $20 right? to say this. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was at this uh, book signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was at this book signing and I was just fooling around with the, the woman that had written the book. And as she was about to sign, it's like, you know, make sure you put the word handsome in there. Uh, and <laughs> And she did. And I was so embarrassed. It was like, <laughs> no, it was a joke. Anyway, She's like, this guy really needs Elise, to it was <laughs> so, Yes. It was so much fun chatting with you today. Hopefully this is a start of a beautiful friendship. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Umar. This was wonderful. I so appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. 
And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 